0: doc and this is your host doc i appreciate you tuning in i hope you enjoyed the show i like to start off each show by just saying streams talk with doc we're going to be a topical subject matter show we talk about a lot of things sports entertainment news politics it doesn't make a difference whatever's going on in the world as long as it does not involve gossip i don't get into who's dating who in the celebrity world who broke up with who that is of none of my business. I none of my concern and I care less. I'm not here to open your third eye. I'm not here to preach to you in any way, shape, or form. I would love for you to join into to the ch- show, add your opinion. You could just look me up under Strange Talk with God Don, on your favorite search engine. I'm sorry about that. And you'll find my information. You'll find the phone number to the show. I'm live every Saturday morning during the NFL season, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's kick it off. Today, from Singapore, very early, we have a UFC show. Damien Meyer is fighting Askew. Uh, the odds of this being a barn burner is very low because they're both wrestler-type guys. Uh, Damian Meyer is, I call him like a human anaconda. If he gets a body part, even if you twist out of it, he'll grab another body part until he eventually makes you tap. He's outstanding. Askew is coming off a devastating knockout to Moscow. So let's see how he performs. Like I said, this is on ESPN Plus today. It started 5 a.m., and I think the main card is something like 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. From Singapore. Michael Johnson's also on this card. Random Marcos is fighting Ashley Yoda. So you never know. You'll never need the biggest names in the world on a UFC card for it to be an outstanding card. It's what the fighters bring. And also, Maurice Green is fighting on this card. He was, uh, if you're a fan of the show, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, I believe, the very last season that they had. He's the big, tall, black guy with the crazy eyes who's starting his career out. Let's see how he goes. So the Astros finally won a game last night. So they're back two to one to the series with the Nationals. This is one of those series where I, I guess I have to root for the lesser of two evils. So I'm going for the Nationals to win their first title. I don't want the Astros to win again. First of all, they took out my Yankees. So in a way, it's kind of personal there. I'm tired of Altuve. I'm tired of the Coles. I'm tired of Verlander. I'm tired of that whole team. I would like to see them have some defeats in their lives. But it's up to the Nationals to come through. I mean, they had a 2-0 lead in Houston. And they can't blow this opportunity and go back to Houston. I don't even know if this is a 2-3-2 or a 2-2-1-1-1. I really don't know because once the Yankees are out, I stop really keeping up with baseball. I just wanted to give you that news. The NBA has kicked off this season. LeBron James and Anthony Davis got their first victory of the season last night together. Uh, he did not show up in game one against the Clippers and that's on him. I don't care what kind of excuses he makes. He has a TV show where he can spin out things any way that he likes about any subject that he likes. He's unfiltered is his show. Nobody there is going to question him. It's a fan based sycophant fan show where he gets fellow celebrities who mimic and ape his opinion. So I don't even bother watching that show to tell you the God's honest true. Now I am watching 30 for 30 this week or last week was Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell. And it was a very interesting show. ESPN's 30s for 30s are some of the best sports docs ever. I don't care what's the subject matter. It doesn't really make a difference. They make them all interesting. There's tons of them. You can go back and look at them. But this Chuck and Tito was very interesting because it led us into things that we wasn't privy to before. And that's why I like this show so much. We learned some things about their backstory, their relationship, how Dana feels about Tito. I don't want to give a lot away, but I highly recommend that if you have not seen it to please go and watch it. I'm also watching The Godfather of Harlem. And Godfather of Harlem is a very good show. I don't know who I have here with me, but uh, I appreciate you listening. in. Godfather of Harlem, like I said, is a very good show and you should check it out. But there is a very bizarre storyline that goes on to this Godfather of Harlem. Every time Bumpy Johnson wants to evict uh, some punishment upon a male who has done something wrong, he invites this guy named Bick big dick buster to come in and rape the male. I don't know how true to form this is. I find it bizarre, I have never even seen or heard of anything like this before in a television show or movie or sitcom. I mean, you would never have this in national television. But this big black guy, I mean, he's huge, he's like 300 pounds. He comes in and then he rapes, I guess, to demoralize. Instead of leaving the person dead, he leaves their soul dead. Hey, guess who are you just listening or you, you want to talk? Guess? Would you like to speak or are you just listening? That's fine by me either way. The walking dead. I'm watching that. It's all right, but this is this thing. They got to put the walking dead to bed. It's, it's time for this show to go. Bye-bye. It really is. Uh, is pretty much boring but after spending 10 years i at least want to finish out the season wu-tang just finished up their first season on hulu wu-tang american saga very good story i think that anybody who's a fan of wu-tang clan would like to see some interesting backstories that we did not know about unless you like crazy and you've just been wikipedia and everybody over and over again but even as a fan and being from new york i have Never heard a lot of these tales that they're telling this show, so I appreciate it. This Is Us is always outstanding. If you're not watching it, I don't know why you're not watching this show. I think you would love the storylines. It even tugs on the toughest of tough men's heartstrings from time to time, so I appreciate it. Now, I'm going to watch My Name is Dolomite. No, my, no, Dolomite is my name, forgive me. It's on Netflix, and I'm also going to watch today a show called Laundromat with uh, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, and a cast of all the A-list actors and actresses. So I'm going to uh, get into that today. They're both Netflix. We have a guy from New York. He's a, a congressional candidate. His name is Jamal Bowman, and he comes up with the insane idea this week that he wants to, uh, he's back in um, AOC and uh, Omar, but he would like to have police officers disarmed. How does you, how do you even suggest that police officers in NYC or any major city in America no longer carry firearms? Now there are other ways to police the cops by one, hiring honest police, two, making sure that the judges and juries do their jobs and when they are convicted of crimes, let them be punished like any other citizen of the country. But to think that you can do anything with crime when criminals are fully armed and you're gonna have the police out there with what, a taser, a stick and a flashlight and he's going to stop Joe Blow from committing a crime Well, now the cop becomes a victim of assault himself because he gets beat down or she gets beat down. And then you make the police a joke. I hope that whoever's running against him has a strong enough platform where they could just drown out this Jamal Bowman because this is ridiculous. He sounds like a lunatic and I don't even know the man. Well, we had old Trumpino, good old Trumpino. He refers to his Impeachment process as a lynching. I don't know who advises him, if he takes advice from anybody that's walking the planet Earth, if he trusts anybody's judgment now that Roy Cohn's been dead for a thousand years, but his choice of words is appalling. This is just stupid. They're nothing alike at all. Uh, sure, he probably feels personally attacked, but did he do some things that led him to be in the Bullseye are being attacked. Yes, we all do know that. It's a process. This is the United States of America, and he put himself in his position. Uh, he loves to point fingers. He he loves lynching people uh, himself. But the, the choice of words is a bad choice of words. It 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 hurts a lot of people in this country. We have the documentation, the film the pitches to prove that this was a way that vengeance was taken out against groups of people in this country. Now, I'm not talking about execution. I'm just saying vindictive behavior by mobs. And this is not what's going on with him. This is not just out of the blue, everybody woke up and said, you know what, Trump, you're doing some bad things. We want to hurt you. No, he is given Even before being the president of the United States, he has opened himself up to becoming somebody to be targeted to leave office because he does not act rational for the most part. We had two University of Yukon students. I'm going to try to say their names the best that I possibly can. One is Jared Corral and Ryan Majak. They're both 21 years old. I don't know if they were under the influence of alcohol or not, but on October 11th, they're outside the uh, student housing apartments screaming the N-word. I mean, they're both foreign-born students, and this is insanity. To feel comfortable enough in 2019 to just scream this out and don't care about your fellow students, don't care about how you would hurt your legacy, your reputation, if you'll be expelled from school just to get this point across there are other ways if he's more intelligent I think if you're in the University of Connecticut you can use your brain and that you don't have to go about being a complete and utter idiot to get any kind of point across you want to be a racist this is America you're free to do so but there are consequences and I don't know what the University of Connecticut is going to do I don't know if they're just going to suspend these young men because these are not 16, 15, or 14-year-olds where well, they can blame that. They're 21. They're legal adults in America. So no excuse. And there's been so many people who have done things like this before, and I don't understand. I really don't understand these uh, swing set Susans. Uh, another lady spouting out um, racial epitaphs to some Mexican people using a swing set for children. While they have their children there? Why do people feel that they are so comfortable doing this to other human beings? When we look at other people and we don't see humanity, we are the ones who are lost. Not the person you're screaming and hollering at, but you yourself are lost when you don't look and see another human being, no matter what shape they are, what size they are, what color they are, what they are. They might have a deformity on their body, it does not make a difference. They are still human beings. And to say something human right now, I don't know if uh, people, anybody that's listening or will listen or praying type people, but pray for California if that's your type of thing. But California with these wildfires, it's outrageous. People are losing their, their businesses. They're losing their homes. Uh, I suffered through a fire at a very young age where we lost our whole home I mean, which meant that all my childhood memories, all my, I mean, those were things that some can be replaced, but you can't replace everything. I mean, you never get back that security of your home being burnt down. And if somebody's been through that, they can relate. A person who's never been through it, I hope you never go through it. To lose everything, like one second, everything is fine. and An hour later, everything is smoke and cinder. I, I feel for them. I feel for all of them, no matter what the situation they are and what kind of person they are. I do feel for them. We got a Tennessee politician. His name is Warren Hurst, and they're calling for him to resign. This guy literally said, we have a queer running for president and white men have few rights in the United States. I cannot think of a group of people in the United States of America who have more rights than white males. The scales are not balanced, and we know that, but white males set it up, so sure, it's going to be skewed towards white males, not even white females. White males have more rights in this country than white females. There's not. It's not even close. Second place is not even close. But for him to be a politician of a major city, in a major city, Tennessee, and to say that we got a queer running for president, what does uh, Beto's sexuality uh, have to do with anything? When why can't we get past that? What is the rule in place that man can can't just look at a man on his his merits? I don't give a rat's ass as long as it's legal who you sleep with. I do not care. I don't care if it's interracial. I don't care uh, if you're gender fluid, if you're transsexual. I am above that. That is the lowest denominator to to look at that and say, you know what? I'm neither racist nor homophobic or sexist. I have evolved from that kind of thought pattern. I think it's sick and I think it's weak. And I think that the people who use that type of thing, are the weakest of the weak and it makes no sense to me but we live in a society where people love to blame people love the blame game and the blame game is quite simple something didn't go wrong for me or right for me i must blame you that it went wrong for me i don't blame a god i don't blame a demon i don't blame society i don't blame where i grew up circumstances i don't blame the hood I don't blame the color of my skin, my height, or anything for any restrictions that have been placed upon me in this life. I have to overcome them. Rich people have things they have to overcome also. So there are some people who are definitely behind eight balls. And in some countries, they can never come from behind that eight ball. That's just reality. If you are a woman in a Muslim-based country, You're going to have some hills that you might never be able to climb in that country. There are some countries that have so much poverty that it will be hard to move out of, say, a caste system. But in America, we are allowed to maneuver uh, freely about the cabin. Uh, A poor girl from some shithole can become Oprah Winfrey. You don't have to be born at Kennedy to be something in this country. So the blame game is weak. So you cannot blame those things. Do they play a part? Yes. Maybe these are things that you overcome because you find a way you use that as fuel to your fire. It gives you something to fight. It gives you something to rail against, but not to use as a crutch. Rudy Giuliani, good old Rudy Giuliani, the ex-mayor of this great state of New York City who did a lot of good at one day, which is hard to believe for those who only see this Rudy Giuliani, but there was a time where he did some good. He cleaned up uh, the seaport area. He moved them all out of there. He prosecuted those guys. Good for him. He wrecked New York. He made it a cartoon town. People that visited New York after like 1990 had never seen the real gritty New York. They'd never seen the filthy. I mean, you know what? And for some people, I guess that's a good thing. For tourists and economy, that's a great thing. But New York was never the same. The harassment that I went through personally, being a Brooklyn born black boy in New York at the time, was outrageous. You're talking about if you got 365 days in a year, which you do. Easily, I could get stopped 30 times a year by the police for no reason, no recourse at all. No explanation. Just stop. We need to fresh you. You are doing X, Y, Z. And a lot of these times I was getting stopped. I was in suit and tie. So it wasn't like I was running around with pants hanging off my ass and a bandana on. I was working on Wall Street at the time and I was still getting stopped as much as homeboy at the projects. So Giuliani had some bad things, but For him to literally say the truth is not the truth. And in this day and age, to a degree, he's not lying because people don't want to see the truth as truth. You can show video that proves nothing. You can show audio that proves nothing. People want to believe what they want to believe. If it's self-serving, then that becomes their truth. The real truth gets pushed to the side. It gets buried, tossed in the garbage and it means nothing. But it's a sad state of affairs that the truth is not the truth. You know? Then we have Matthew Whitaker, the former U.S. Attorney General. He says, abuse of power is not a crime. How I don't know how many words that you could put the word abuse in front of and not be committing some form of crime, unless it's personal abuse. Okay, drug abuse is still a crime. Usually, drugs are illegal. Okay, you can abuse food, but when you abuse power, when you abuse a person, that is a crime. I don't see how... I mean, sometimes I just shake my head because I don't understand, and that's partly the reason why I do this podcast. I do this podcast also to vent one to talk to a lot like-minded people to a degree because i i can debate also if somebody disagrees with me i'm fine with that my way ain't the highway it ain't the only way i can learn from another person but it's it's just insanity the republicans ran a little bit of a muck this week they disrupted the impeachment depo- deposition which i've never seen anything like that i mean This looked like some film from one of those foreign countries where, you know, like their house goes crazy and one guy beats up another guy or somebody runs in there and shoots somebody. Because we've all seen those kind of videos on YouTube that went viral of these parliaments and houses where people got into physical fistfights. But we're not supposed to be that country, but we have become that country. We have definitely become that country. Now, we have Amy Geiger. Cub defense attorneys, which is her right, filed for a notice of appeal on her murder con- conviction for shooting uh, Botham Jean. Now, she only got 10 years for murder, which we know is appalling. You name another person for murder who gets 10 years. 10 years is for manslaughter, uh, unintentional homicide, things like that. But when you get convicted of murder, I thought that automatically carried somewhere from a 20 to life type sentence. And she claimed to be so sorry, so remorseful, so lost and hurt. You would think that she would take the 10 years and run with it and just disappear and go on with her life. But like I said, it's her right to file an appeal. Anybody can file an appeal. Charles Manson filed appeals. Jeffrey Dahmer filed appeals. You know, I can go on and on. But like I said, it's her right. Now, I want to know with that family that was so quick to run out there and hug and kiss and hold on to her, and that court officer who was rubbing her hair gently and loving her, and that judge who was running off the bench to give her a Bible, what they feel today. Do they feel like they've been duped? Do they? Because now that the star witness has been murdered, there's a possibility that Amy Geiger could actually walk out of court, have this conviction overturned, and go about her life, and it'll be a no harm, no foul, because we know Texas is going to go hard for her, and nobody's going to go hard for Mr. Gene. There's nobody left to go hard for. The family is already rolled over like they think that she suffered enough by being in jail for 30 days over a murder. So this is going to come back to bite them because this is sad on there. And they screwed up. They screwed up big time with this. Now, I'm not going to hold and this is not going to be a very long show. I'm going to pick some NFL games and I'm going to get out of here. Now, like once I said, once again, this is strange talk with Doc. I'm here every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can look me up on Google and you will find my information where you can call into the show and we can discuss any topic you like. You can even come in with the topic if that's your choosing. I'm more than open to discussion on almost any chop topic. I'm not scared to talk about anything. I don't care what it is. I might have an opinion. If I have no opinion, I'll let you spout off. If you have something that you want to promote, if you have a product that you you want people to know about. I have several thousand people that listen to me per week. That might not be huge to you, but it's big to me. And I appreciate each and every one in. I've, I've just went over 130,000 downloads as of this morning. And I'm very proud of that, especially for a person that just does a podcast and every once in a while have somebody call in, but not on a regular basis. So I appreciate you once again, people. So let's get to this football. Washington. I won't use their name. They lost to the Vikings Thursday night. Shocked nobody. Shocked nobody at all. Washington is a horrible team. We got the Seahawks. They're going into Atlanta to play the Falcons. And I got the Seahawks going in there and beating them. Unless this is a trap game, Seahawks have no business losing to the Falcons. Falcons just cannot seem to get it together. The Eagles are going up into Buffalo to to play the Bills. I do not like the way the Eagles have been playing and I could care less how the Eagles play. I'm rooting for Buffalo to win, even though I don't think they will. The Chargers are going into Chicago to play the Bears and I'm going to take the Bears to whole home court in this one. The New York Giants are playing the Detroit Lions in Detroit. The Giants seem to play a little bit better on the road, but I think Matt Patricia and the Lions defense should be enough to handle the Giants as long as they keep safe Barkley in check. That's the key to this game. My Dallas Cowboys are off this week. They have a bye week. Give them a chance to rest, recoup. I was glad that we, we got a victory against the Eagles last week. So Cowboys, relax, rest, incorporate Michael Bennett into that defensive scheme. And I'll see you next week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm hoping that Jameis and Tampa Bay will at least show up and make this a good game. There's no reason for them to lose to Tennessee. The Bengals are going into L.A. to play the Rams. The Rams have got to be able to stomp the Bengals. The Bengals look horrible, people. There's no ifs, and buts about that. The Cardinals are playing the New Orleans Saints. Hopefully, Mr. Drew Brees takes this week off, and he has a bye next week. This way, you will have a, two extra weeks to prepare himself and get that dumb fully healthy. I think that uh, they should be quite fine without him playing this week. So I got the Saints winning. The Jets are playing Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. This is a really do-nothing game. Nobody cares, but since I have to pick a winner, I'm going to pick Jacksonville because they're home, and I like that kid Mishu and his porn mustache. He's playing like he don't give a rat's ass, and I appreciate a rookie coming in and just playing like, you know what, I got this. The Raiders are playing the Houston Texans. They're playing in Texas, so I'm definitely picking the Texans to win this game. I think their defense will mess up with Derek Carr's head. I don't really like how Derek plays from week to week. is going into San Fran, and because San Fran's at home, not because I think that they're so devastating, but because San Fran's at home, I'm picking the 49ers to win this game. We got the Broncos. They're going into Indianapolis to play the Colts. I have definitely got to pick the Colts. The Colts are just a better all-around team than the Broncos. The Broncos are not a very good offensive team. The defense is lacking. Von Miller has not been the same dude. If nobody else will tell you, I'll tell you. He hasn't been the same dude since they won the Super Bowl and he went on dancing with the stars. He is now just a celebrity playing linebacker for the Broncos. He's not a linebacker anymore. Only. We got the huge game. We got the Cleveland Browns. They are going up into New England to play the Patriots. I don't care about the potential that the Browns have, which they have not shown us yet. I expect New England's defense to mess Baker's head up. I expect Odell to go off a little bit, and maybe even Landry might get some balls and trouble run well. But the Patriots got just too much, and that defense is unrelenting. I mean, that Patriots defense is pretty special, and I don't even know if they're getting the full credit that they deserve. The Sunday night game, we got the Packers. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Hopefully, Pat Mahomes takes the week off. And Matter of fact, as far as I heard just this morning, Mahomes has been ruled out for this game, which is good. So that gives Green Bay a big chance to actually win this game on the road in KC. And as much as I really can't stand it, because I watch a lot of sports shows, I'm going to have to hear about that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, come Monday morning because I expect them to win this game. Monday night's game, if you got anything better to do, I don't care if it's reading a book, playing some kind of video games with your children, checking homework, cleaning the gutters, washing the car, if the weather is uh, good for you where you are. Miami Dolphins are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got Pittsburgh because it's in Pittsburgh, but this is a horrible Monday night game and people can do a lot better things with their time than staying up to one o'clock, watching two of the worst teams in the league play a football game. I know I will not be watching this game. And once again, I thank you each and all for tuning in. I appreciate you, I appreciate your time. I hope that everything is well with you and I hope everything is well with yours and I hope it remains that way, and I hope this here you once again. Join me next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.